sound good make it sound great yeah number five zero ladies and gentlemen inside the whale episode 50 this is it wow thank you for the click guys let's get started today's episode is sponsored by the Hallover, nantucket's clothing and gear shop for those living inside and outside the whale that's right today's episode is brought to you by the Hallover, patagonia Yeti coolers, cool clothes, anything for the outdoors to celebrate living the life on the island. Thank you, Hallover, and I say welcome aboard. Glad to have you here. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Island Insurance, a boutique insurance agency that puts their clients' well-being first. Island Insurance Agency provides homeowners, commercial auto, workers' comp, liability, life, health, and long-term care for the residents and business owners of Nantucket Island. Island Insurance believes that exceptional customer service, including extended hours of availability, is the starting point of a good business. And that's what Nantucket Island community should expect from their insurance agency. Check them out at Island Insurance. That's 02554insurance.com or give them a call at 508-221-1584. I'll give you those digits again. Island Insurance on the interwebs at www. 02554insurance.com or give them a call at 508-221-1584. Island Insurance, you got a business, you got a car, motorcycle, boat, you need insurance. You're an adult, you need it. Get it, Island Insurance. All right, folks, those are the sponsors for today for the 50th episode. Let's hear that applause again. Come on, let's get it up. 50 episodes of Nantucket's podcast, Inside the Whale. Yeah, applause. Cue the applause, I should say. Cue the applause. Wow. All right. There it is again. Nice. I like that sound. Hands clapping. People feeling good. I'm excited. You know, in doing this episode today, folks, I was thinking, uh, initially had some ideas and uh, of what I was going to do for my 50th. And then I was sitting around on that rainy Memorial Day yesterday. And I was like, I got to get this 50th episode out there. And, uh, you know, I have an, an, had an interesting Fugawi experience, which I'm sure many of you listening have witnessed some funny or not so funny scenarios that happened. And uh, I decided to go over to my buddy PJ Rubin's house and pop up the mics and said, you know, let's crack a beer. Let's cel- celebrate Memorial Day inside the whale style and just talk shop. And uh, so he was my guest today, PJ. He's been on before talking about the outdoors. He's certainly an expertise in uh, Nantucket outdoors, whether it's fishing, hunting. But uh, he's also, uh, I don't know, he's a good friend. And he's one of these guys that uh, I find that I always have interesting conversations when he, whenever he comes over. We're sitting, uh, sitting around shooting it. He just is a smart, intelligent guy. And I, I like sitting down. We always have great conversations. So I thought that would be a good place to to jump off from the 50th episode into uh, just hearing two buddies sit down talking about their experiences on Nantucket Island. So I think that's it, folks. Nothing nothing too crazy here for the 50th episode. I do have a lot of interesting uh, episodes coming up down the pipe, so I want you guys to stay engaged and love the, love the podcast, because I do. I'm really excited 
about uh, what do we have coming up. So that being said, I, uh, I will say I want to recommend one documentary. Uh, uh, hold on. I'm going to pull this up. See, this is why I should be. Uh... All right. It was on Netflix. It's called uh, What's With Wheat. And uh, some of you have been following past podcasts. I had Dr. Sarah looking at my gut health. I, got, I did get my results back. And it looks like uh, I have a mild wheat sensitivity, but not to gluten, which is weird. So I've been in this rabbit hole of wheat and what is in the wheat. And there's a documentary on Netflix called, uh, it's called What's With Wheat. And it basically looks at what's going on with our, all our autoimmune diseases and kind of tying it to the production of our wheat. And Roundup uh, is, is one of the key players that's causing a lot of uh, indirectly autoimmune issues. I'm just going to make a recommendation. You guys watch it. You got your Netflix account. It's called What's With Wheat. Sit down, give yourself some time, and then you be the judge. But I found it interesting. And uh, so I've systematically been eating kimchi, and I'm on Sarah, Dr. Sarah's protocol, and it's uh, feeling pretty good, I got to say. It's, uh, it's interesting. I'm trying to heal up this leaky gut thing, and uh, it's so far I'm in the process, and I'd say it's, uh, it's working so far. So just to follow up, in case you were wondering what's been going on, that's what I did on my rainy Memorial Day weekend. Other than putting this podcast out, I, I watched a Netflix documentary. Anyway, this is it, folks. The 50th episode. Let's just get to it. Enough talking. Thanks for the click. Let's do it. Me and my buddy PJ sitting down, talking shop here on Inside the Whale, Nantucket's podcast. Let's do it. Let's go Inside the Whale. Applause, please. Applause. <laughs> Guys, now ye might win. Show us your crooked jaw. Show us your wrinkled brow. Rise. He rises! clean um that uh i had a dad moment last night and uh i'm gonna play well i don't know i think we should talk i want to talk about fugawi good or bad for the island that was our first topic i thought we should get into good or bad for the island because a lot of people uh i don't know i'm having mixed reviews especially after my experience i was driving to this morning out to cisco i saw a smashed mailbox on the bike path and the destruction and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play this. Uh, well, wait. Let's 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 uh, if I if I may, maybe we should separate Fagali and Memorial Day weekend because I think, you know, there is an event that used to happen that was that had a very specific purpose, right? And then it turned into something. When did very it turn? different? Well, I don't know exactly, but I mean, it, you know, the roots of this weekend, and it's always been a party. Don't get me wrong, but it's certainly expanded substantially over the last decade or Absolutely. so. Absolutely, was you know it was a sailboat race. It was a fundraiser for the hospitals. I believe that originally, and I don't know if this is still true, that the profits were shared between Hyannis and Nantucket hospitals. But it was it was a fundraiser, a nonprofit event. Do we know if that? I don't. Is that still happening? I believe that the sailboat race and and all the money that's generated from that still goes to. Um, you know, to the medical, some sort of medical facilities, whether it's Hyannis or Nantucket, I'm not sure. But that was the original purpose of all of the boats showing up here in the early season. And then 
because sailors are known for their incredible partying skills. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, then it sort of, it sort of expanded from there. It, uh, it spilled out of the uh, Fagawi tent and became an island-wide celebration. Yeah, it's clearly, I mean, you really do feel the island is like totally taken over. And I'm going to, uh, so I'll tell you about my moment last night. And it, I guess I'm having trouble uh, processing, you know, the, 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 you know, I was 20 years old at one point too. But so last night, let me give you the scenario. Yeah, I'm listening. Some friends are over, they leave, and I'm just sitting on my back, uh, sitting on my back porch. And the crew in the house from behind comes home. I hear them, they're, they're, you know, they're definitely drunk and they're partying. And then they proceed to have this vomiting contest. And a I'm, vomiting contest. A vomiting. And I'm gonna let's see if you can hear this. This is I recorded it. Let's just let it play. <laughs> Dude. I'm sitting there listening to this. I'm sure that that phrase has never come out of my mouth before. Dude, I'm on. Unsi- All right, so you guys get the idea, right? And close enough that you can record that with your iPhone. I'm sitting there in my on the back porch, and I'm like, "Oh man, dude, do I do I go say something?" And I, I you know, I had had a couple of beers, and I, I was pissed because you know my wife, you know, we're sitting there and trying to. I'm just just relaxing, and you're just like, so what? So I'm just I'm stuck with, and I know that there's people that are listening, and everyone that's been here on this island has, has experienced little windows into the world that comes along with what Fagawi brings, and it brings party till you puke. Now, am I a hypocrite because I was 20 years old once and I partied? I don't remember actually doing that, but I remember doing some stupid stuff. Yep. But here's the deal: when it's in your backyard and you're forced in a situation like that where I'm at home and I'm sitting there, I'm like trying to relax on a, you know, and I hear that and I'm like, and I, I, it's funny cause I had this mental battle. I'm like, Doug, all right, am I going to go over? Do I go over and, or no, just be cool. Just be cool. And then, it, and then once it became the, come on, let's all party. Let's try and let's do it till we puke. And then it was like, they were like sitting right next to me. And I, I went over and I, all of a sudden, I crossed the line. I feel like I became an adult. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I came storm. So they're all in the backyard, and I came storming through the bushes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, oh, they were, I have to say, they were really respectful. That could have gone down completely differently. I mean, considering that they were drunk enough that they were chugging beers to puke, that could have, you know, could have been a little bit of a confrontational situation. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I just said, listen, I don't care if you guys are doing this. You part, I'm all for part, but do it inside. Yeah. There's a toilet, do it inside. But I'm sitting out here, I'm like, I don't know. I, and, and then I'm, I'm crawling back through the woods and I'm like, oh, what have I become? God, I'm like, I, 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 so I guess, I guess what I'm... Go ahead. Where, what's the, where is the 
line drawn and where does Nantucket draw the line between having a weekend and then having shit like that happen? I mean, is it, what do, where do you think, what's the, what's the course of action to, to prevent stuff like that or, I mean, you know, I, I would love to say, I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, let's break it down into individual pieces, right? Is it hypocritical when you get older to get upset when people are partying to the point where it's disrupting your, your <laughs> living situation? I don't think so. I mean, I remember I was in a fraternity at one point, and the neighbors complained a lot, you know? And so we tried yeah, to modify. Yeah, it's weird when you're the guy. Like, all of a sudden, I'm the dad charging through the woods, all fired up, being like, what's going on here? But... but I mean, it's better than being, you know, the guy that's our age that's still on the other side of the bushes (laughs) drinking the beer and trying to throw up. Trying to throw up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a natural progression, and I don't think it's hypocritical. And, and, you know, I remember being various levels of disrespectful when people told us to quiet down at my fraternity, but certainly when we were partying here in Nantucket at that age or we were in a residential neighborhood, you know, we, we, we tried to... Keep, fly under the radar, right? Right. Keep it quiet. Keep it and just not, not get busted. Not get busted. Just have a good time. Right. That doesn't seem to uh, stop people. I, 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 you know, as I was pointing out when you walked up here, there's a big rental house right next to where I live. And when I came home yesterday afternoon, there was a line of taxis dropping off adults, adults, 20 year olds, kids. I don't even know what you call that generation, but there were people just pouring out of cabs and there was house music just blasting. Do you out think the house. renters know that it's a Fugawi weekend? Do you think that they're aware of it? I, I, I would find it very difficult to believe that they have no idea what's going on in their house. Um, you know, I mean, you'd have to have your head in the sand, literally. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want that in your head. I mean, that's a nice house. I'm surprised that that, in the house that I'm looking at, I can see the house he's talking about. It looks, looks like a pretty sweet house. Yeah, it's a nice house. It's up against some big chunk of conservation land. I wouldn't want that going on in my home, no matter, I wouldn't say no matter how much money they're paying me, but I guarantee it's not, it's not worth it Yeah. for the amount of, uh, of traction. So, you know, I don't think it's <laughs> hypocritical to feel, I had sort of drawn a line in my own mind, like, all right, if this goes on past 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to pick up the phone and call the police and tell them to get them to quiet down. I was fast asleep by nine and it never bothered me. So I didn't have to make the call <laughs> <laughs> by nine showing your age. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, you mentioned the police and I have another funny story. So I was, uh, I played Saturday over at sandbar. It was great. I had a good gig there. It was fun. I was coming home, dropping gear off and I was behind a cop. The cop stops in the middle of the road and I'm right behind her. She gets out, <clears throat> doesn't throw the lights, goes over to these girls who have like these big, uh, 40 ounces in bags and she and it was just a little window she clearly yelled at these girls before <laughs> and she it just gave you a window of what the cops are dealing with and I was just like oh man she goes how many times have I told you she's like pour those beers out she made them pour it out but the, my point of telling you this is that you got a window into what the police and all the people that have to deal with the bullshit that comes along with Fugawi. And that's where I think those people, that needs to be made more public on Nantucket. Because I think people, the ER, the police, all the people that have to deal with the bullshit. I think that I saw in Inky Mir there was five arrests already. That seems like a pretty small number, but yeah. That is, that is small, Considering, right? Considering, I mean, I think, I think we're probably very tolerant about some of the bad behavior that happens on the island, right? I mean... You know, we're constantly walking the line between please come here and spend your money, but try to be respectful. And there's a bunch of weekends where that line gets crossed, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So I guess I was I was wondering, like, what what is the 
best possible, do you think, course of action that, that, that Nantucket can do to make sure that it still happens, but do it in and, and make it so it, you don't have that component, the 30 packs, or do you ban just 30 packs of beer? Or do you, I remember I had Tobias Glidden on here uh, a few podcasts back, and we had this idea of like when, when people arrive, give them bracelets that just say, don't be a dick. <laughs> and just planting that seed well, like I, yeah, like party I, professional but, party like a pro yeah but we can't i mean just like pros don't do that like there's a way to party right oh absolutely is there well, you can be respectful you know and i think that's where the line is right it's when people are disrespectful not only to to the people that are here um but also the island right i mean Throwing up all over the place is a little bit disrespectful to yourself <laughs> and to us, right? Um, walking around with open containers. I think, you know, sort of um, obviously f- uh, violating laws. I guess puking, laws. puking could be fun. I think I, I've, I've pr- never associated I've done, it with I've done fun. a funnel now that I think about it. I've done a... See, this is why I feel like I'm being hypocritical. I think I've done a funnel and... I don't think it's hypocritical to grow up, right? Uh, and, 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 and not find it fun to be, you know... On the other end of it. Well, that's my thing. When your fun starts pissing off other people, have fun, but when you're starting to... I think that's what I'm trying to say is, is, that, is that that's the line for me is, is respectfulness, right? Is when you start, you know, uh, flaunting the laws and, 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 you know, intruding on other people's space without being considerate, that's where I'm like, okay, that's, that's where the line is. You can do whatever you want as long as I don't have to be a part of it. Once you... You know, once you cross over into my space or my area, then I've got something to say about it, and I think justifiably so. Hmm. So you would have called the cops? No, I would have done what you did. I would have, you know, sort of <laughs> mulled it over, and then I would have gone over, and I would have said to them, hey, you know, take it inside. I don't really want to listen to you guys throwing up while I'm sitting here with my wife on the patio enjoying my lovely home. Um, oh, I had yeah. a funny moment, I'll tell you about, too. So I was picking up Jim, my lovely fiancé, at the High Line, and it, it was Thursday night, and it was an absolute, you know, zoo and mayhem. And there's this guy just breathing nasty Budweiser breath all over me going, this is my nightmare. I can't remember which luggage cart I put this thing on. And I'm thinking to myself. Because he just got here, and he's And completely... he can't remember which luggage cart. And he said it like 30 times, and it was like, okay. You know, and actually, I've, I almost turned to him and said, you're my nightmare. But I <laughs> restrained myself. Instead, I turned to these girls that were having a hard time finding their bag. And they said, oh, you know, I think that's it. And. I said, can I, can I give you a hand and take something off the luggage cart for you? They're like, yeah. And, and so I reached down and grabbed what I thought was their luggage, which was a small little roller bag. And they, they said, well, thanks for your help. And I'm like, oh, is that not your bag? They're like, no, it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dude, I'm just trying to help. I was trying to help. And so I reached for the other one, and it was like a BJ's cooler bag filled with handles of liquor and ice that weighed like 70 pounds. And I thought I was going to blow my back out trying to get it off the cart. I was like... <laughs> Like, it's okay, crazy too. That's they, where we're at this weekend. Yeah, right? they're yeah. coming with just just their own like literally bags and thirty packs of just and to get fucked up. Yeah, it's it's and it doesn't seem like it's it's um well clearly there's not responsible alcohol consumption going on and you know we, we've all been irresponsible with alcohol. not we've all a lot of us have been irresponsible with alcohol in our youth right but I do think. You know, I'm all for commerce, but I know that I heard one number kicking around the island that one of the liquor stores on this island sells 1,430 packs of Budweiser products in one weekend. It's crazy. This weekend. Yeah. Which seems to me like a lot of alcohol. 
Yeah, and that well, this this is the interesting thing that I thought was kind of funny is the business side of Fugao. You can't argue with it, you know. And the island, in a lot of ways, it's it's people depend on it. You know, it's and, a and and I think we see this. You know, as we said, th- there's there are several weekends where this island feels like it's tipping on the point of out of control. I, I mean, what are the which I would say that Wine Fest is getting there. Ow. <laughs> Interesting, you bring a wine fest. I'm gonna before to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but someone mm-hmm. said that the people, the wine fest people were more outrageous than Fugawi, hands down, like the, the, the sloppiness. I think that there's a general consensus <laughs> on the island that that is uh, that that is 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 sort of rapidly becoming the case. You know, there's there's Fugawi weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which has long been you know the the party weekend for the masses, if you will, and Fourth of July, which the island has you know taken a stance on it, and I think they were able to take a firm stance on that because it was Oh, because they switched the 4th of July, they switched the party day, right? Right, and also, it was that was a lot of underage drinking. You know, I think for the most part, Memorial Day, and it's getting harder to tell, feels like most of these people are 21 years or older. It's not a bunch of 17-year-olds drinking on the beach. And I think that, you know, the fact that it seemed like the 4th of July was a lot of underage drinking gave the town the leverage to sort of button that thing down, you know, and take control over it. yeah. When I was, you know, when I was in my sort of uh, the peak of my partying days, you know, coming out of high school and going into college, there was a, a party out here called the Madigan Sham Jam every year. And it was out of control, you know, and that's cool. N- nobody knew where it would be until the day it happened. And then, but we didn't have Madigan Sham Jam? Madigan Sham Jam. So it was in Madigan. It, or Madigan Sham. It was, it moved around a lot because we always wanted to stay one step ahead of the police. And they would have live bands on the beach and, God knows how many kegs of beer. Um, and eventually, you know, the island said, that's it, we're done with that, and brought in extra police and state troopers and, and shut it down, and, and that was the end of that. And it stopped. Stopped. Hmm. But it went on for long enough that there were T-shirts made. There were, you know, it was, So this is when you're a kid, yeah, going, I would like, say how old, was, like 18? Yeah, I mean, it was probably into, probably went into the mid-late 80s. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there were live bands playing on the beach at this, at this party. It was absolutely, it was super fun. You know, we couldn't wait for it every year, but the island, you know, <laughs> wasn't so psyched about it. Yeah. Well, I think if the, if those, if people, more and more people start seeing, like, I don't know, like just driving this morning, seeing the, um, the mailbox smashed, lying in the bike path out by Cisco, you're just like, uh, the dis- it just, it, it kind of feels a little, and then just if, when you're at your house and you hear stuff like that, like what's going on, you're just like, dude. Like, come on. Well, and you and I both rely on, on tourists to a certain extent. Or I mean, everyone does. This island Absolutely. functions on it. I think that's right. the juxtaposition of, of this whole thing. Is so it? We, we want people to come here. We want people to have a good time. And, and you know, I think Nantucket, by, by, by virtue of its location, sort of feels like a little different piece of the world, right? And so we're walking this fine line of, we don't really play by the rules of the rest of the country, but we have a modified version you can walk down the street with a 40 ounce and get yelled at by the police three times and not get arrested. And not get arrested. Right. Whereas, and, you know, if that happens on the mainland the first time, they're taking you to they're the They're taking you, you down. Know, they're taking yeah, you in, I know, right? right. You know, it, not all places, but a lot of places that certainly would happen. Yeah, Nantucket is kind of an alternate universe in a lot of ways, and maybe that plays into the behavior. Well, I think that, that, that blurriness of the line, if you will, allows these things to get to the point where people feel like the rule, there aren't any rules, right? Because some of the rules aren't enforced. You start just behaving like it's one giant frat party. Um, 
And you know, again, it's the, the police, the ER, the fire department. They're those are the people that are dealing with all the bullshit that comes from the excess. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I can only I can only imagine what the police say in preparation or think in preparation for this weekend. It must be an exercise in patience to the nth degree. I can't. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, watching this uh, particular officer get out of her her patrol car and walk over and you I could tell that she just but she's like how many times do I have to tell you poor like I I'm like you girls are just being rude now she you're, was pissed. Like you're talking to a fifth grader yes yeah. <laughs> it's babysit the island needs babysitters yeah I guess we maybe we'll do. just get but you know maybe even going into the summer season we should get island babysitters because there's think, let's face it there's there's still people that are our age that I see it that you know I think Winefest is is indicative of of sort of our generation, maybe mostly a little bit older than you and I are, but that's, you know, it's certainly an older crowd and there's some bad behavior there. People like, they come here to cut loose. And I try and, I always try and think of the other side of the coin and try and picture myself. I work in a job, I work in New York City, or I work in Boston, and this is my weekend. I'm going to get, you know, like I'm going to blow it out. So you, and then you multiply that times, you know, Five ten thousand people, you're gonna the energy in the island is gonna ramp up, and you feel it, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you know, there's a lot of issues kind of stacked in that statement if you think about it. You know, if if if, if you're if if the one thing you do to have fun is blow it out with with thousands of people you don't really know, I think that's worth talking about at a separate at a different time, right? Yeah. But, but we're lucky enough that we you know we're here all the time, and we don't need to. We don't need to run it, you know, uh, into the red line to have a good time here because we're here yeah. all the time and we get to experience it on a regular basis. Um, I think my, you know, since I've moved to Nantucket, I'll be honest, my alcohol consumption has definitely gone up. I drink, I drink way more here than I did in New York City, which I find super interesting. I think I don't. Maybe that's just being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No, I know. <laughs> but I just think that I do. I, I tend to drink more. Well, Nantucket's always had a reputation as a bit of a party destination. I mean, clearly, right? I mean, you know, it does big, huge weekends where there's a lot of alcohol consumption, and you know, I think it's always been um, not to get too far into this topic, but it's always been a very accepting place for for that type of behavior. behavior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I believe I, I heard one point there was actually an article in the New York Times about you know alcohol consumption on Nantucket and how. It was common for people to have a repertoire or seated a bar here, you know, much more so than in a lot of other places where, you know, it was it yeah. wasn't looked down upon so much because there was so many people participating at that level. I mean, it, we're an island, so it's like people. It's in. It's people like to come and 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 it should be. And I think that you should have that. I don't. I don't think it's a negative thing. I think the the fine line is where it just depending on the personality, it can spiral or something. I mean, my issue, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past, my issue with everything, with all of the tourists, look, we can't put the genie back in the bottle, right? Growth is something we can never, we're never going to be able to stop, no matter how hard we try. More and more people are going to come to this beautiful place yeah, this and enjoy it, right? It's, 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 it's when it becomes disrespectful. And, and I don't think that that's sort of a gray line. You know, it's when people stop behaving as if there are other people around. That's... To me, when it all sort of gets a little bit, it becomes a lot less fun. So this is interesting, too, because I was talking to someone, and again, this conversation, obviously, we're, we're referencing just other our, our lives on Nantucket, but someone was mentioning, well, now you have an influx of people coming in. You have the High Line that's, that can was two fit what was the max like 250 yeah i think it was i think it was a little bit higher than that was it now three it's now it's 500 trips a day yeah 
and more frequent trips, you're you're pushing more people onto a smaller if you had to simplify it on a smaller piece of rock for a small window of time, it exacerbates any sort of, you know, chaotic energy, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that, that happens all over the place, but islands are these, certainly these sort of accelerated microcosms for the rest of the world, right? It's, it's a tiny, tiny little piece of land with a limited amount of resources. That's why, you know, people were texting me pictures of the line at, at uh, the chicken box. Yeah. Know, at, at 11- Which I will say, George, John Jordan, I did speak with Jordan. He had a, they had a great weekend. Sure. Everyone was super, he had a, uh, a super, you know, incident free weekend. And it was, nobody broke a window at my store this weekend, which happens, used to happen. That's every right. Year. We should mention it. I should <laughs> mention it. PJ does own a store downtown. He's a, the four wins. If you need uh, something with Nantucket on it, anything with Nantucket on it, you can buy it at my place. But, but we used to have hey, a place. We got to talk about that. Speaking <laughs> of that, uh, the merch game on Nantucket. Everyone like, there's a lot of merch out there. The merchandise. That's a good topic. I mean, it's, you guys. I mean, I gotta have to say, it, Four Winds has been there for a long time. But everyone is in the merch game. You see, I see more and more hats that you know. Everyone's pushing the merch game. Well, I mean, I think one way to look at it is we're lucky enough to be in a place that everybody wants to be associated with, right? So they want to say, "Hey, look, I've been there. I've gone to this beautiful island. I've 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 experienced it." And you know, there's a certain. Um, it's a badge of pride for a lot of people. That's why when you go to New York City or you go to Fairfield County or any place, you know, a, a lot of places, ACK stickers are, are all over the place. All over the place. Right? Because people want everybody to know, I- I've been to Nantucket. I've been to this amazing place. Um, yeah, you know, what are the two most stickers that you see? You see the ACK and you see the banks, Outer Banks, right? Yes. Yeah, OBX. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like yeah. that, those are the two stickers that when you're on the highway, you'll tend to see either... And I'm always amazed at some of the places you see ACK stickers. I mean, you can be very What's the far most away. amazing place that you've been that you I saw, saw one in Santa Fe this past spring. I don't know if that's the most amazing place, but that's a long way from Nantucket that to see an long- ACK sticker, you know. And really? Yeah, yeah. And, and Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe, New Mexico, yeah. And we were there a couple months ago, and, and driving down the road, and you're like, there's a Nantucket sticker. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. With with New Mexico license plates. <laughs> Even, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's... it. Uh, this little island, yeah, this little island has a lot of reach, and for good reason, right? Yeah, it does. It, it, it does for good reason, I think. Right. It's a special place. But I do feel like, back to the merch thing, I think there's a lot of people. Uh, I know my buddy Devin at Fresh took over the Fresh thing. He's got like some really cool-looking hats. Nick over at Sandbar. I've seen some great stuff this has year. Has gotten uh, really cool hats. I see Sandbar hats everywhere. Everyone's in the game. And my buddy and I were talking, you know, soup. We were like, people are just going for it this season. I think people are really making a push. I've and always felt that, that you know, one of the things that people love about Nantucket is it's it's this progression of, of being on sort of on the inside of what's happening, right? So that was, that first came to be with the ACK. You had an ACK sticker. If you didn't know what it was, it didn't mean anything to you. But if you were inside the club, right, you could look at that car and be like, "That person's been to Nantucket." Where everybody else would drive by it and go, "I have no idea." What I have no idea what that right, means. Right. And then I and I feel that that's that's progressed over the years to you know particular institutions like Cisco Brewery. You know, if you have a Cisco hat. You're saying I've been to Nantucket without wearing a hat that says Nantucket on it, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, and 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 it's you know, and it, now the sandbar or whatever place happens to be sort of the, you know, the 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 new spot or the new place to to do it. You can you can sort of fly your Nantucket colors without being super obvious about it. Yeah, 
which is and, very attractive to a lot of people. And it keeps growing. I guess, you know, the island just, be, it keeps getting, it seems like, I mean, I'm, granted, you, you've had more time here than me, but I, it feels like it's gotten more and more, uh, just more of a destination, a luxury island destination, right. which is... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think you can put the genie back in the bottle. I mean, I heard everything from there were some Patriots throwing private parties this weekend, football team, you know, to, um, you know, all sorts of, of uh, last year we had a bunch of, uh, you know, we had some of the Kardashians on the island. You know, I mean, it, it Nantucket is not, uh, I don't think it was ever a sleepy little secret, but it, it seemed like it was a little bit of a secret for a while. Yeah. Um, oh no. Yeah. Or or it wasn't publicized to the level that it's publicized now. But in this day and age, when everything is instantly available to everybody else, Nantucket has certainly become one of those, you know, spots where. <laughs> Which just brings up. So we're gonna. Have you you've seen Chad Tuckett? No. You haven't. No. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, that's if you're gonna talk about what's been going on in Nantucket. I would love to. There, it's an Instagram page, and I'm just gonna pull it up for you on my phone. And it's basically, you know. Can I admit that I'm a little bit of a social, um, uh, social network, um, I'm a little bit of a Luddite. Like I do a little bit of Facebook, but I find it overwhelming to try to keep Facebook's, up with everything that's going on. Instagram's a lot easier. Yes. So, you know, Chad Tuckett has certainly been blowing up and, uh, I love the name. Yeah, and basically they take pictures of, you know, uh, the obvious obligatory, uh, you know, sort of dress of the, the Nantucket Chad, giving them a name. Understood. But what I find is interesting is that the Chad Tucket, oh, your Wi-Fi is slow here, dude. See if, tell, me, tell me when that comes up. Okay. I just gave him my phone. Are you on my Wi-Fi network? I should be on it. But, um, no, you're not. That's why it's slow, because you're on so. I'll switch to it. Okay. Here. Um, anyway, but the, the irony, which I think is interesting is that when people that even know they, they think it's kind of, it's in jest, they, they embrace it and they love it because the, you know, Chad Tuckett's gone from when I, when I first follow, started following him, it was 200 followers. I think he's at like 3000 now. <laughs> he, I'm assuming it's a he, but it's I mean, it's kind of pointing out all the things that we think are funny about the island. The people embrace it, like the dude passed out on his car. Um, hold on, let me switch this. But you know, when 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 what's it called when someone embraces? Uh, like you're kind of being mean, made fun of, but you embrace it and make it your own, and all of a sudden it takes away self-deprecating humor. Right. But but then you make it even. It almost takes away from the original joke. Sure. Right. You know, because yeah. it's like... It lessens the effectiveness if you think it's funny also. Exactly. Right? Sure. And I think that that's what's going on with Chad Tuckett. I think the reason it's blowing up is all these people that are, you know, they that wearing Nantucket red. Right. Instead of being made fun of, they want to actually get on the page. Or yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, that's Which an interesting it, way of looking at it, Doug. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just kind of, it's been fascinating me. I mean, obviously social media is, you know, it's just helping that cause. Hang on a second, folks. I'm... I feel that beer. I will say that um, <laughs> last year, was it last year? Or maybe it was two summers ago on the 4th of July. Some of the pictures I saw on Instagram from Nobody were actually amazing, photo you know, amazing pictures of guys standing up on cars with American flags with, you know, thousands of kids behind them partying on the beaches. They were, they were great images. They, they didn't make right? me think, oh, you know, that's going to be horrible to clean up the, the garbage. In fact, I was like, wow, that's kind of a, it's amazing to see that many people having that much fun in one that spot. That much fun in one spot yeah. and, and doing it. Uh, what's your network? there 
PJ, what's I'm your password? I'm my password over the... Yeah. Over the podcast. This is like Seinfeld. Hold on, I'll write it down. <laughs> this is like... This is hilarious. This is like Seinfeld where George needs the password. Bosco, if you're a Seinfeld fan, I, I'm trying to get PJ's password to send out his Wi-Fi, but he won't give it to me over the microphone. That's funny. He's going he's gonna to write it down for me. Uh, Bosco, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you'll appreciate that reference. Uh, all right, hang on. Please don't say it. I won't say it. <laughs> it's all letters. What the hell does that mean? It's a bird. Here, sign me in. It's a bird. Of it's course, it's a bird. bird. Well, that's you. You people listening have to figure it out. It's a bird. What would this guy? <laughs> just sign it on. I just want you to see Chad Tuckett because it on. deserves some sort of nod. There you go. You're on. Good or bad, it uh, it's great. And I was even more flattered that uh, someone thought it was me that was doing it. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but I couldn't take credit for it. So uh, whoever you are, Sir Chad, a lot. I tried to take a picture for the other one with all the uh, the bad driving. There was a Connecticut license plate car going the wrong way on um, Candle Lane today with their blinker on, getting ready to make another illegal turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go, dude. Oh, wow. I'm pulling up Chad Tuckett, and I think we have uh, some dude passed out in that. Looks like, that looks like near the haulover. That guy looks in rough shape. But if you flip through the pictures, you'll see, uh, you'll see some of the... Uh, what this it has is, to this offer. This is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Good work, Chad Tuckett. But the thing is, is I think what's happened is I think when it, it, it's flipped, I think that... People are all like, they know it. Like, yeah, we're dressed a certain way. And, and here's someone running naked through what looks to be <laughs> Nah Shop. Yeah. <laughs> that's outstanding. Yeah. See, that's the thing is there's a, uh, I don't know, just, it's, it's funny. Yeah, all right. And we ended with the guy that's passed out on his phone. At least he hasn't lost his phone yet. Well, so what are your thoughts? What's, give, give me your feedback on, it's, uh, Chad Tuckett is an Instagram, so it's got thirty-seven thousand followers, and I'm one of them. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna follow it. Yeah, I mean it. So there's an entertainment factor there. Why is that entertaining to us? I I actually I mean some of it's pretty funny. The guy streaking I think is funny. The guy passed out with his phone on his chest on a park bench is not that funny. Um, that's funny. As a car, I mean it just. I think that this is what I wanted to suss out with you. Why is it? Why do we all like? Wh- because this is where we live, and you're like, I think this is I, going I, on, and it's just part of it. I think that I guess maybe I don't, you know. I know what it is. I'm it's, reach. Go ahead. Making fun of it helps us accept it a little more. If you're like part of it, well, I mean, it it takes a little bit of the of the annoyance away, right? If it's funny, but <laughs> it's right? funny, right? Right. So you can it, you're not just completely pissed off. You're, you get a little chuckle out of it, which sort of equalizes the experience, right? Yeah. And then I think, you know, some of those pictures, you know, we, we were, I think Nantucket requires a certain amount of navigation skills, like the truck stuck on the side of the road. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. it is still a little bit of a wild environment here. Our roads are not the best. There's a lot of opportunity to make mistakes. There's tons of one-way roads. And, you know, people that come here oftentimes, you know, run afoul of those things, like the car I saw <laughs> yeah, today, you know, dude. already down a one-way road, run the wrong way, trying to make an illegal turn, you know, and, and it, it, on one hand, it's super annoying. On the other hand, it's kind of funny. And, and 
you know, if you had three hands, the third hand would be, you can kind of get it, right? You know? Right. I, that's the thing is you kind of get it. And I think that's what I'm coming in. That's something that I did want to talk to you about because we always have good conversations about figuring out what Nantucket is and how it's morphed into what this yeah. thing. I think even Chad Tuckett's a great indication, you know? it's it. And if we didn't live here, you know, there's a decent chance that if I went some went somewhere else... I'd get stuck in the sand too. You know what I mean? If I didn't right. know, if I didn't grow, you know, spend all my time realizing you got to get him down of 12 pounds and this, you know, or this road ends in deep sand. Um, you know, there's, there's a good chance that those of us that live here and know these things taken somewhere else in a different environment would make those same mis- different mistakes, but of a similar nature. So that makes me wonder too about the outfits, like the, the look, all right. <laughs> and, you know, it's uh, it's just like this thing, and they just do it, and it's they know they do it, and they don't care, and it's not. It's everyone. I feel like we as people, as human beings, you know, everyone wants to fit in. And I've always said this too much of any. I remember playing uh, when I was touring. I we played a, a this show called Heavy Rebel, and it was like all bikers. Like too many, too much of any type of whatever is too much. And when the tipping point, like. So too much of like the Chad Tuckets feels like you're kind of getting punched with it. Yes. Right? Yes, I understand where you're going. I'm yeah. just trying to process it too as I live here and experience it. And like either people say, you know, I just tune it out, which is fine, but it's hard to tune it out if people are puking in your backyard. Well, I mean, yes. Or the people if, and if they're puking in your backyard and they're wearing whale pants and uh, you know, and pirate shirts with patches, whatever the outfit may be of the day, and then it's just it's bizarre on a bunch of different levels and it's hard to process. Exactly. I think right? that's the thing. It's bizarre. So you're just trying to like, I don't know. I'm just, I find myself trying to process this and that's kind of why I want, I was like, I think that's I, an interesting concept. I think that's an interesting concept because, you know, in a sense, I think it's vastly different from the way, you know, when we were that age, it was, it was sort of not about, it was about not really being singled out. Right. It was kind of fitting into a group. Right. Right. And, uh-huh. but now the group is sort of, vast or, or really individual in a bizarre sort of way, right? Like the outfits that we see on Nantucket on a regular basis are, I don't know if peacocking is a real term, but you know, they're Pe- very, no, pe- pe- very peacocking, right? Yeah. And the goal isn't to be like all the other peacocks. It's to peacock better than the other person's peacocking. Right. Which is, and I guess in that, itself a group, but in, you know, you know, in New York, that's a very normal thing and like people, but New York, there's the volume of people to, to blend it out. So what you have is you have a super high volume of people all dressed in a similar way. It, it doesn't get blurred. Right. So you're just dealing with like Chad Tuckett. <laughs> and it's funny. I've been having this conversation with my nephew about, you know, sort of what is preppy because everybody thinks okay, that what they're doing. Okay, this is a good topic. What, what is preppy? Well, I, I don't, I mean, I certainly don't have the answer, but, but you know, when I was young and, and preppy was a phrase, it was, it was vastly different than what it is on Nantucket today, but they still call it the same thing, right? See, it's, but is it different? See, I yes. know people would probably say it's not that different because Nantucket, I remember the preppy handbook. Do you remember that book? Sure, of course. We were just talking about the other day. I think Murray still has a copy that they keep behind the register. Somebody told me, you can go in there and say, can I borrow the copy, the preppy handbook to look stuff up in it? <laughs> but that stuff, but that was a, I mean, Nantucket is, is like ingrained in that and it's always been like that right yes i I, ever since i've been coming here well i don't know about always but it it certainly felt that way you know but it was it seemed to me that although parts of it were a little peacocky it wasn't 
it, it still had sort of a uniform feel to it. You know, okay. Well, there's a we, uniform. I mean, let's face it. There's a uniform. Go this weekend and there's a uniform. I guess that's what I'm finding interesting, though, is that the uniform is to is to have a uniform that's more so more peacocky than the next guy's uniform. And everybody's kind of, you know, sort of rolling on this tide of, of outperforming each other. You know, I'm going to wear the loudest, preppiest thing. Yeah, help yourself. I'm going to go to the, keep going with that thought. I'm going to get a beer. So, it's, it's memorial. so, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how informative this is, but it, 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 you know, that's the discussion I've been having with my nephew is it seemed to me that when that concept or when that book first came out, it was a pretty defined set of, uh, of outfits that fit into that category, right? Right. Khakis, Oxford shirts, wide whale cords, topsiders, you know, tree torns. There wasn't there wasn't a ton of variation. You know, pink shirts were considered. Boring. Have you seen the romper? <laughs> yes, dude. <Yeah>. Unfortunately, <laughs> if you guys have not seen the romper, oh my! Just Google man romper and uh, Chad Tuckett. To their credit, they had it. They had they had a picture of uh, you don't want it. No, you don't want that. Oh, I don't want that. I won't be able to. All right. What do you want? What do I want? All right. This is the 50th episode. We can do whatever we want. We can we can take a pause. We can take a pee break if you have to. Yeah, the man romper, man. Wow. Um, it's so fashion forward. I think it's fun. I think the joke... There it is. There's a picture of uh, the man romper. I saw a couple of them. I mean, you, I, listen, you get, you, it takes a certain amount of guts to, to rock that thing, and you have to appreciate that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I just think that it's been, this whatever this weekend is, it makes you process a lot about what Nantucket is, what it's becoming, where it's going, what it's doing, and, uh, you know. And I think, it, I think well, actually, I think we're, we're kind of talking about sort of a similar thing in, in that, you know, it used to be, not sleepy or a secret, but it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily something that you know was was just had so much attention focused on it. And now, not only is there so much attention focused on the island, but people want to focus a lot of attention on themselves on the island. You know, it's just it's sort of the same momentum. Yeah, yeah, you know? I've heard that too. I've heard that you know Nantucket, the old Nantucket, was people being understated and people that. We're certainly wealthy, but wanted to just, you know, drive a crappy car out to the beach and not get flashy. Yeah. And and, I mean, I have, I don't, I don't really have a problem with any of it. I I like, I think growth is one of those things. You can sit there and grump, you know, and get grumpy about it. You're never going to, you're never going to stem the tide. I agree. You know, changes. Right. So you just have to, you just have to learn, you know, figure out what it is you can and cannot live with. People are probably annoyed that I have the podcast. They're like, that's annoying. It's another change. They're it's like... Too much technology for yeah, this whole sandbar, right? But They're like, yeah, they're like, that tool that does the podcast. What is a podcast? If Well, if you're just listening for the first time, welcome. I should say uh, thank you for coming. This is Inside the Whale. This is episode 50, my 50th episode. Congratulations. I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's worth celebrating. It is. <laughs> I feel like that. It is. It is. It's, I, uh, I've been, I love it, you know, and I, there was some, I was telling you a story about validation and you're listening, uh, whoever, uh, I forget Guy your from name. Pennsylvania. Yes. From Pennsylvania. Thank you for checking out Inside the Whale. Came up and said hello. I was a big fan of the podcast and that's cool. It, it just, it, it's a little more, 
validation that people like Nantucket. They like listening about it and hopefully they like the stories. Well, and I think that, you know, you and I have talked about this off mic, I think a lot, you know, and, and Nantucket has a lot of different faces, right? There's these crazy weekends where this place gets blown out and people are wearing these crazy outfits all over the place. And then there's this endless source of history and story that goes that goes hand in hand with this island. I mean, there's so much depth here. Absolutely, you know, not only just in the environment, but in the people that that come here. It 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 really is an endless well of stories and history. Stories and, and history. It's just that it, you can't you can't even come close to covering a fraction of them. No, there is there. I'm just consistently since I've moved here, blown away by that exact factor. These people. Immensely talented uh, pottery makers, musicians, and writers, and really talented, awesome people doing cool shit. Yeah, and and I think you know one of the great things that's come out. I mean, there's a lot of great things that sounded sort of really old, but <laughs> there's a lot of great <laughs> things that have come out of of technology and social media and all those things. But 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 one of the things that I've seen that's really benefited Nantucket is that you can, you have access to these things, you know, in a much more instantaneous and a much more accessible way than before. You know, now if you want to, you know, get a, a, natural history in Nantucket, you can go online and, and, and book a tour with Peter Brace and go walking around the Island and, and have him, you know, in two hours, take what years ago would have taken months and months of reading. It's so to cool get what he's created too. Right. And I should plug, uh, Peter's business walking walk about Nantucket because it is amazing. It's an amazing resource. Him, you it know, is. you met one of my my guiding clients briefly in the parking lot over here, and and he had just been on one of Peter's tours, and he's you know he's been a summer resident here for I don't know at least three decades if not more, um, and he just took the tour, and I said why would you take the tour? And he said well, I have a hard time getting people you know getting all the information that i find interesting about nantucket communicated to my house guests that's the weekend yeah. when they're here so what i like to do is and this is my client saying this you know they i like to source out where the condensed information is so that in a short period of time i can say okay you're going to take this walking tour and then you're going to take the you know um you know museum walking tour and in those two tours you're going to cover natural history and you know regular history of the island and you'll have this great sense of of why i find this place so special yeah, uh, which I thought was a very interesting, you know, uh, way of educating your guests, but also educating yourself, and, and sort of, you know, uh, it it illuminated to me, you know, how much more accessible this information is. Yeah, this, this place has a, a distinct energy. The first time I came here, I remember feeling that. I remember like waking up in the middle of the night and feeling the energy. And it's this is weird that that sounds out there, but. There just is. There's a lot of stuff going on out here. You know, I know we've just been like talking about Fugawi and all the like the right. stuff that well, goes on, but there's so much. But I think it's pertinent because it's not just the parties. It's not just no. the summer look at me program. It's not the. It's not the you know incredible increase in popularity that we've seen in this island. It there's a lot more. You know, and and for everything that's happened, that's new, that's changing. There's this incredible amount of history that gets brought along with it. How about the food culture? The restaurants out incredible. here in Nantucket. It's incredible. We have amazing restaurants out here. Yeah. And, you know, coming from New York, that's continually one thing that I tell people that, you know, friends ask me, how do you like it out there? I said, it's, it's amazing. I mean, the, the food culture, there's amazing musicians out here. I mean, and we're very lucky that, that, that we can attract the level of talent to this island that we attract in such a short season. You know, I mean, 
the, the good chefs here, they're not cooking 12 months a year. No, you know? it's, it's and, a different and, beast. Right, and they're able to make enough of a living that they want to be here for that short season. And, it, and you know, that's another one of the benefits of Nantucket, too, is that it permeates everything. I mean, we have craftsmen that build houses out here that don't exist in a lot of places. Totally. Because they can make a living here. So we get to see that amazing work. Musicians, cooks, artists. I mean, the Fishermen. Art- yeah, fisherman. <laughs> PJ, PJ is a PJ is a guide. You can plug your business. Nah. <laughs> oh, oh, you're getting all humble. No, I, I, I just. How many fish? Well, just tell me how many fish you caught this weekend. Just a few. And we, where we, were we you? Went on one day. We were on the west end of the island, and it was cold and windy, but we did okay. We and we I feel like I day. should do a fishing episode. I had, you know, obviously Kaiser Pete was on here, which was a great episode, by the way. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I should probably have a follow-up. Do you know what's going on? I haven't I haven't caught up since I listened to your episode, but you know, I actually can tell you this. I have noticed a positive change in the ecosystem from the stuff that they've implemented or had changed. And so how, like I've, give me an example. Well, I think last year we had we had a fishing season that um it was unusual in the sense that it lasted a really long time and it and it, and it seemed to be it, it didn't have the sort of short blast of productivity that we've seen in years past. And then the fish move out because there's nothing left to eat because the, the netting, you know, offshore, which Pete Kaiser talked about. And if this is extremely confusing, I would recommend going back and listening to Pete's stuff. But in a nutshell, um, you know, a lot of the re- of the food resources that the migratory fish come to Nantucket to feed on were being taken away by the commercial feeders, fishermen. The draggers. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it was loopholes within the system. And Pete has spent a lot of time sort of, getting those loopholes closed. And so, you know, I saw bait on Nantucket last year that I didn't recognize because it hasn't been here in my lifetime or it hasn't been here recently enough that I knew what I was looking at. I think it's working. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think that, that a lot of people will tell you last year's season had this amazing consistency to it because there was food for the entire summer. You know, the fish were able to find things to eat. They didn't come here, eat one thing and then be like that, you know, there's nothing left to eat. I need to move. Yeah, they were able. There was a there was a constant flow of bait, fish coming through the island that kept our fish around and happy, which was different, very different from years past. Uh, and and who knows, that may not be the case this year because that's a very delicate balance, right? It's temperature, it's 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 food, it's wind, it's you know. There's a lot of different variables there, but it was it was good to see things swimming around Nantucket that you had to go, what is that? Well, that's what's cool too. That's that's another example of the onion of Nantucket. That I they're just these layers. You know, there's the fishing community, all the stuff going on. There's the surf. There was waves a couple days ago. There's ton, you know, it's, a, it's fun to Chris see all your friends out there out on the water, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, you don't see. You I know. got my ass beat. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a wave and got completely throttled. I suck. But there was you know, it's I don't know. There's just so many awesome things you know between the surf. Fishing, that's the other side of the island that almost, you know, that's why you can tolerate uh, kids puking in your backyard. <laughs> I, um, you know, I know. well, I, I think that that's actually a really good point, you know, is, is it's easy to, and I'm not at that point right now by this weekend and by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, this was a very painless weekend for me for the most part, but it's easy to lose sight when you live here of how fortunate you are to be able to drive five minutes to your surf spot. You know, I mean, people yeah. people on in, on the mainland have to drive two hours just to get a look at the waves. To just yeah, and and you know, when you get really frustrated, you can go for a walk on the beach, and it takes three minutes to get there. Right. You know, <laughs> and then and, and that that tends to calm me down a lot. 
you know? <laughs> and I think it, it tends to work for a lot of people here, you know, that you have that access to nature is unparalleled on this island. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's, Nantucket is just, it really is one of the most amazing, I've said this before, but I guess we can get reflective because it's the 50th episode. It's one of the most amazingly, naturally beautiful places I've ever been to. The microclimates. Oh, it's, it's yeah. I mean, you can just, I'm sure on your drive over here, you, if you drive from downtown to my house, and I'm, I live over near my Comet Pond in that general area, the difference between what's going on with the trees downtown and what's going on in my Is, property, yeah. it looks like it's a month apart. I mean, it's just, it's shocking. You know, I see flowers that are not even close to budding out here. I know, we're in that phase too, for those of you, if if you happen to be, this is interesting too, I looked at like where people, the episodes, my statistics, my analytics of the podcast, people listen from all over. There was a, there's a UK. So if you're listening from the United Kingdom, one thing about Nantucket is there's a season that we're in right now, which is like a little pre-summer and it's, it's January. It 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 because t- it's cold today. today it's, it's Memorial cold. Day. It's cold. It's rainy. What's the temp out? It's probably in the mid fifties, but it feels like it's in the high thirties. It's freezing. Yeah, it's windy <laughs> and raw. And when you get the, you know, I, you, I've said this to you before. There's nothing colder than the mid forties on Nantucket because it's wet, and it just gets inside your body and it chills your bones like nothing else on the planet. And yeah. and and you know and. It, it this morning when I was walking around the house, I didn't have the heat on. I, my fingers went numb. My feet went numb. I was like, I got to That's so funny. On. We didn't have the heat on either in our house, and I was freezing. Freezing. I woke up, and I had to put a sweatshirt on. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like, where is the, is the heat on? She's like, no, I turned it off. Because last week we had a couple of days that were in the 70s, and we thought, okay, it's over. It's over. But right. there's a switch. There's always that day. And this is something that I've noticed, too. There, there'll be that day that's coming up that you'll – It'll just switch, and you'll feel that heat, and you're like, it's on. Summer's here. It yeah. lets you know. It's like, it's done. We're done with the January. It's, it's probably going to be in like a week or two. And these, and I have to but say, it flips. From, a, from a personal, totally you know, selfish perspective, I like these cold springs. They generally lead to better fishing. <laughs> it's good for <laughs> and, the guides. Yeah. It, well, and they just, it just, it, you know, it, 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 a slow progression is always better than an overnight turn of the switch from cold to hot, you know? So if things right. take their time, then we have more time, uh, you know, with the fish that are migrating through and all that stuff. So that it, uh, it, it, it's most of the pictures that I have holding big fish, you know, with my buddies and stuff or everybody's wearing beanies and, and, you know, weight and, you know, rain jackets and rain, stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it's always nasty cold weather that leads to the long, you know, fun fishing seasons. Um, well, you'll have a busy, busy summer. Yeah, this is looking to be a very busy summer, I think, for everyone. I'm sure your schedule is getting booked up. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, I, it's going to be a, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to it's, be a great summer. I can't, I hope the weather. And from what I hear from all the real estate agents and, and the builders on the island, it's. I haven't it's, had a real estate agent on. I should, I wanted to uh, have someone on, but Nantucket real estate is an interesting topic. Yes, it is. And it's I one of the most some really good people for you to talk to too. It's it's an incredible, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible market. It is right. Real yeah. estate out here, the the real estate game is a, an interesting topic. We'll just leave it at that. And I, I know that uh, there's a lot of different factors, but you're I would assume it's probably similar to like the Hamptons. You have like these luxury areas right now. Nantucket is certainly one of them. What do you have? Miami, Hamptons, uh, West Palm Beach. Yeah, am I, am some, I some of the areas around San Francisco, I think. San Francisco, and then what, Beverly Hills? And some of the New York, 
you know, if uh, we're just talking like like resort. U.S. Yeah. resort, yeah. Or is Aspen in there too? I would say there's probably you know Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Telluride, Colorado, Aspen. You know, there's a bunch of little tiny. But the real estate game. I mean, I mean, it drives our economy. It I mean, does. It, it, well, I think it's it. You know, with tourism, those two are. And real estate's hard to separate from the tourism, right? Between the rental market and the summer home market, it's it's kind of it's part and parcel. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to know at some point how many how many rooms there are for rent on the island in term, you know, from a hotel standpoint versus how many of our guests that come here in the summertime rent an actual house. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I did hear, I heard, uh, again, this podcast is all on things I heard. <laughs> well, tell me if you... I, my I heard, Lee hat, I can say it's all hearsay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, P, I should tell you, my buddy PJ is also a lawyer, so uh, it's good to have a lawyer on your side, you know? <laughs> so, but uh, the square footage, Nantucket, uh, the building square footage was fi- around 495 a square foot or 500 a square foot. I mean, I would, I, I, you know, it's been a long time since I've done any construction of my own, but I would say you're probably lucky to get a house built for that figure on this island. Yeah, I, that that was the number I heard. And if I'm wrong, you can send me a, a, a message. I'd that's where it starts. It certainly goes north of there quickly. Yeah. Right? Which is crazy because that's like, you're talking Manhattan-type prices. 495 I think, a square foot is what I heard. That was the number. Again, I heard it, so don't quote me on that. If that's just hearsay... You, you set me straight. I have no problem with you emailing me at insidethewhaleack at gmail.com and say, Doug, you're full of... But you know what? You get the, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So we're at 54 minutes. The last thing that I want to talk about is the comment that you made that I, I always thought it was interesting. And I'm, I don't normally want to get into politics, but... Oh, boy. I know. Okay, let's do it. I won't... I just think you have a very educated opinion about where we are in the world and, and in our state and why where we got to. And I, I like you eloquently put it into and I've, I've actually read it on the podcast a few uh, podcasts back. But I wanted you to restate it because I really think it's interesting because every day we wake up and it's like you literally turn on to see what's going on with the reality show. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're living in a vastly different political environment right now than, than anyone has ever seen, right? I mean, I don't think we've seen a... And, and I think I should say this first. I believe in the two-party system. And, and, and believe See, I don't. I, told, I, I think that's the problem. I disagree with you. I, I think, well, and that we could talk about that for hours. But, and, and we can talk about it some more now if you want. But... but before I make a comment about the current president, I have to say that I believe in the system that we, you know, I believe in the system that we have. Whether or not we actually have the system that we think we have, that's a different discussion, right? But, you know, we live in a, air quote, democracy. Um, and part of that is you have to be willing to lose sometime, right? So I don't have a problem with not having my candidate in the White House because, you can't win all the time. That's the nature of having a two-party system. That being said, <laughs> the individual that's there right now—that's a huge but, <laughs> right? That's a big hairy. But. Um, you know, I think that um, electing a reality TV star um, who has been in people's living rooms running pretend corporate entities um, on the on the Apprentice, right? I mean. I think that's where, that's how people know him, right? Because they, they, they see him on these TV shows. They have this image of who he is. 
And he looks, as a friend of mine recently said to me, he looks incredibly decisive on those shows. Like he knows exactly what's going on. Most of that's probably scripted. It's gone over time and time again so that he sounds like he's in charge of all this stuff. And it's a reality TV show. Important phrase being TV show. It's not, it's not managing a country. Right. And, and the fact that we don't know the difference between those two things, I've always felt, is, is it, it, it's not a political issue. It's an education issue. Right, which is which is I thought was a very eloquent remark that, and it just it rang true to me, and I I believe in what you said. And that, that's my roundabout way of getting there. Is, is I think it's 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 a manifestation and a fundamental failure of, of the education system in this country that we're not able to separate what it is we see on TV under the moniker of reality TV, which there's not a lot of reality involved in that, and that we would then take what it is we're watching, or you know. On, on the television and transfer that to a management position in the most powerful country on the planet. <laughs> that to me is, is, you know, borderline insanity. So and I just, you're just saying that I was thinking about, you know, this idea of like, he's pretending to be successful, but the, and I've seen, and I know that there's a different two sides to each argument, but that, that when you actually look into the reality of him, his whole thing about him being a good businessman is that he isn't a great businessman. And he operates in debt. All his companies, he, and I don't understand this. I'm not a financial analyst. I don't under, get the intricacies of how that type of business works. But he operates in debt. And when you actually look into his whole thing is about the deal. But he's actually not a great deal maker. It, it doesn't appear that way because he can't get anything done. So I, you know, I think this is where the reality TV hits the road. The rubber meets the road, right? In TV land, you're, whether it's reality TV or not, there's a script. And if something doesn't go right, they say, cut, let's do it again, right? <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. In Washington, you don't get a second chance to make a statement. You make a statement and the press devours you. The opposing party devours you. You don't get to go cut. I didn't mean to say that. I should have said it this way. I should have put the, you know, I should have put the, the emphasis on this particular phrase instead of the phrase that I put it on. And, and, and I think that, you know, we've seen that in the way that he's managing his White House or not managing his White House is that he thinks that, or he's behaving in a way in which, you know, he behaved on TV and, and it's not transferring to managing a White House. It just, you know, that and, and another example of how that ener energy permeates into the world that we live in today. Did you see, there was a Republican guy who body slammed a, a, a press guy from The Guardian? Yes. I mean, physically picked him up and slammed him. Now, I'm sure the guy was probably being annoying as hell. I probably the questioning. The, it didn't sound that annoying to me. I mean, he was pressing him on, on the current health care bill. that's the culture. And we're in such, and again, that we're in such a pendulum swing that that's what we're dealing with and all the resurgence of this racial stuff coming up in this uh, this shit. it feels like it's okay the people that are like feel like it's okay to be anti-semitic now with trump in or whatever the the you know the the evil that this well, seems to be permeating up now I, I think through his energy well yeah and i think i think it it's not just him though and this is i've had a very interesting discussion with a friend of mine recently about this and it's it's sort of changed my view not you know 180 degrees but I, but I, I see the other side of the argument is that Everybody's being very reactive right now, right? Both sides, both parties. Everybody's looking for the little thing that they can point to and complain about and turn it into 
you know, a, a bargaining chip that, on their side. And, 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 it, and it's very polarizing. And everybody's guilty of it right now, right? And it takes, it takes, it takes a much steadier hand to stop pointing fingers and say, okay, let's everybody take a deep breath. Let's, you know, let's accept that some of this stuff is, is not, look, Trump did not get elected by a bunch of neo-Nazis that were hiding in the bushes that had never spoken publicly again. That just doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. There, it took a lot of people to do that. And, and a huge majority of the people that spoke out and voted for him, and I think because they, they had this image of him that was crafted by, you know, television and stuff, they're not bad people. They're not all bad people, right? So the other side is partially responsible for saying, hey, you know, it's all bad people. The numbers can't support that. There's no way that half of this country is, is neo-Nazi racist. There is a small majority of people that do feel certainly more comfortable expressing those opinions right now, but it's not everyone. It can't be. Um, we would not have a society if that was really the case. Right, it's it's a small a small percentage of right, and so and so both sides of the coin are taking advantage of this of this tension that's created and 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 blowing this stuff up. That being said, I think he's doing a miserable job. It's the worst managed White House we've ever seen in the history, you know, forever. Um, yeah, and that's why the only reason I brought this whole thing up because I always think you have a very interesting uh, perspective on things and that, that I trust and, and I respect. You know, I, well, and like I said, I, I, I you know, I, I think it's it's dangerous to mix your reality TV with politics, and it's proven dangerous. And and I think the greatest exposure that we have right now is that that our trusted partners are going to stop trusting us. We cannot. Nobody exists alone, right? The United States doesn't exist without England and France and everybody else. You know, we need all those people, that. and we're losing a lot of of confidence from those countries. Um, but I thought that the discussion that I had with this friend of mine recently about the fact that it, it, the numbers can't be that everybody that voted for him has been biting their lip and has these, you know, um, horrible feelings about the rest of humanity, that just, it's not supported. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I do think a lot of people were looking for a change, right? And if, and if you're looking for a change, you look for a guy that, that seems like he's got control of the situation. Well, he has control of it on The Apprentice. <laughs> he, didn't, he doesn't really have control of it. It's a TV it's, show. <laughs> well, that's why I feel like every day you keep checking in. You're like, wait, is this, am I watching this TV show? What, what, it, what happened next? And that we're into that. And it's crazy to me because I'm like, I can't, we're, we're, we're actually in this. We're like, every day you're coming in, you're like, oh, let me see what happened today. What did what did he do now? It's yeah. this. What did he do now? Well, thing. and here's and now North Korea is like. I just saw this morning they launched like two interballistic missiles or something. Well, and the reason that I brought up the the um, the two party system and, and why I think you know I feel a little bit more comfortable with the way things are going right now is because it does appear that the checks and balances are are keeping things in line, right? You know, I mean whether you agree or not with Trump's, you know, immigration ban, it, it, it's getting worked on by the courts. The system is taking care of it. They're not just saying, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You know, They're, it's getting bounced back and forth and it's being modified. And I'm not saying one way or the other, whether I agree with it or don't agree with it. That's not the issue. The issue is, is that the system is modifying the, 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 the laws that he's trying to put forward, right? His budget, it's going through the process. 
It's getting limited support from these parties because it needs to be changed, right? So the, the, the mechanisms that we have in place to run this country, they're not gone. It's just the guy that's getting most of the press attention is not really, doesn't have the skills to deftly manage this. He didn't take his time to catch his breath and understand what was going on. He just jumped in there and started talking off the, you know, off the cuff. And <laughs> said some really... I mean, off the cuff. I mean, this is another thing. The fake news, I feel like he's done such a good job of driving these. And I, I actually watched a, him speak... Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was watching him at some conference, and I realized that as he's talking, the way that he is uneloquent with his words, and he's not presidential, that's the thing that make people like, he talks like he stumbles for words. He, it's going to be great. He just reiterates these like basic, basic talking points. This, I call it USA Today yeah. type mentality. And for me, that's anxiety provoking because I don't think he has the intelligence to I manage don't, these but things. I, it, but to the me, system- it feels like pandering. He panders... Yeah. And that's why your comment about the, you know, the education people being like this guy, like, look, do your homework, look at who he is. But the thing is, is that no matter what, people just like him because he's different. Yeah. And, 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 you know, our system has gone through a lot of iterations, the democratic system since it was started. And, you know, it, it was an experiment, right? We were the first ones to try it. And it's, parts of it have worked and parts of it have, have failed miserably. And we're still figuring it out. But I, I do think that um, it, 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 it is not, we, we don't live in a dictatorship right now. You know, we're constantly modifying the stuff that's coming out of the White House. And, and uh, you know, I think everybody needs to take a deep breath, myself included. Politics are tough, man. And then you get like, well, I always thought you, that's why I thought I want to, I even brought it up in the first place because I really respect where you stand on it. Here's what I would say, and, in clo- and not in closing, but here's what I would say is that the, to really understand this system, right, you have to be willing to listen to the other side. That is the nature of the society we live in. This is great. I love that you brought that up. And, I- and, and, and if you don't do that, then you're not really, you don't believe in a democratic system. And, and I think that's the important thing that everybody needs to understand is that two parties, three parties, whatever it is, if you're not willing to listen to the other side, you really don't believe in the system that this country was founded on. And that's what you have to, you have to. Oh man, I do. I battle with my brother all the time and I was just going to try this. just going to see if it, if it, if it works, it's going to be awesome. But I'm going to call him just Rick. Why do he, he, he thinks Obama was, was not a great president. Oh, he's not home. I was going to call. I thought we could get him. That would be amazing if he, he actually picked up his phone, but anyway, we I end up arguing politics with my family, and I actually in this podcast I didn't think I was going to continually talk about politics because it's a very polarizing thing. But I just feel sometimes whenever PJ comes over, we end up having these interesting conversations, and I thought that it was interesting to sit down and and have it with you know with someone. Well, that I appreciate. I, think, I love yeah. talking about it, and you know, and and I think. The reason I feel differently about this than the last time we talked about this is because I've had multiple conversations with people whose opinions I respect that feel vastly differently about the world than I do, but you have to be willing to sit down and let them express their opinions and realize that there's no way you can know everything. You can't be right about everything. It's just impossible. So, Well, I think that speaks to what the problem is that we, when you watch him, there's a lack of humility. Yeah, he he. Did you he, watch him push the other guy out of the way? It was embarrassing for him. It was it was. I and then and 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 then and then he. St- 
I, I watched it a couple of times and I, I obviously it was on YouTube and it was through that Young Turks. I don't watch the Young Turks, but that, that was the one I happened to watch. But they weren't even commenting on the fact that he pushed the guy. It was the way he straightened his jacket. It was horrifying. It was such a window into who he is as a person. You know, yeah, and and and, and you're, you're absolutely right. And, and and you know, listen, there's no way that at this point there's really not a lot of great things you can say about the way he's been running the White House. And I don't think anybody in any either side of the aisle would 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 disagree with that statement. It's been kind of a mess, right? But he's just one person. He's the president, and we have all these other people that are participating in the decision making process. And we'll get through this, right? Yep. We're Checks and get balances. You know, for better or for worse. Oh, man. Dude, we've been doing it. This is an hour and 10 minutes already. Do you have any questions? This is the 50th ep- ep- episode. Episode. Sorry. Where are you going from here? Where am I going from here? That's a great question. I think, uh, you know what I want to do? I want to do more. Uh, I want to do the bartender episode. Just keep bringing people. The more stories. I have a shaman girl that's a shaman coming on that Neat. I talked to that I sounded really interesting. I don't know much about the shamanistic practice. I don't know anything about it, but it exactly. sounds fascinating. Just once again, just keep plucking the uh, interesting stories out of Nantucket. It, it, it seems endless like we talked about. It's Nantucket, love it, leave it. It's an amazing place. Well, I think you have a great opportunity here, Doug. I'm a huge fan, and, and the ability to spend an hour, an hour and change or whatever, just talking about anything really is a, is a great way to transfer information. You know, That's why I love, I mean, yeah. I, the podcast that I listen to. You listen to these stories. You listen to people talk. You put it on during the day, and you may pick up on something. Some that, I call it the kernel. There might be like one little kernel of something he said that makes you like hop online and maybe find out a little more about something or disagree. Maybe you're like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about or you know, why is he talking about Chad Tuckett? I'm annoyed that he's talking about Chad Tuckett, or I'm annoyed that he's talking about Fugawi, or whatever. Like those are those are interesting thoughts that can be provoked, and that's why it creates conversation. Yeah, which is you know that's I, I think we've actually come full circle, haven't we? You have to be willing to listen to other people, right? Exactly. And conversation is what keeps this country moving forward. Yeah, and one thing I and will say, I take it very seriously I, I, that that you know that people tune in and that listen. And I just want to give people a great podcast. And Nantucket is the perfect place for it. I, I've said that all along. It just, and I hope that people are psyched with it. I, well, you know I'm a huge fan of the island and you. So Thanks, uh, man. Thanks for I having know. me on 50th. I hope we, I hope we, hope we imparted a little crumb of wisdom <laughs> at some point today. If anything, people, are, uh, Chad, Neg- Chad Nantucket will get some more likes. And, and Peter Brace. And Peter Brace. Take the time to learn about the natural history as well as the actual history of this island. It's It's... It, uh, you know, can't say enough about the amazing things you can learn about this little tiny sandbar. Um, We're lucky to live here. Yes, we are. Hashtag lucky to live here. All right, that's it. Episode 50 down. Thanks, PJ. Always love talking to you, man. 
I always feel, uh, you know, just one of those friends that's smart, intelligent, and we just have great conversations. And I hope you guys enjoyed that because it's always fun for me to sit down and talk with PJ. And we'll have him on again. You know, that was one of the things with the podcast is that there's no, I can, you can have, it can be whatever you want. And that's what makes me excited about doing this thing, this thing that I created inside the whale, making it cool and interesting and, you know, having guests back on. You know, it doesn't just have to be a one-time thing. People, uh, as people evolve, their stories evolve, right? So anyway, I hope you guys found that fun. I hope your Fugawi weekend was safe. Let's be glad it's past us. Another one down for the history books. Whether you're puking to you party, party until you puke or you're, you're just out there maybe fishing or living a mellow life on the island, enjoy it because it's here for all of us. That being said, we'll see you on the next one. Episode 50 in the books. Thanks for clicking in, guys. If you have any questions or comments, shoot me an email, insidethewhaleack at gmail.com, or you can message me on Facebook uh, at insidethewhaleack. That's the Facebook page. Uh, that being said, guys, love Nantucket. Love being here. Looking forward to getting in the surf. That warm weather's coming, although it looks like we got a week of just kind of cool temps. But we'll get through it. We will get through it. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Thanks for the click. Over and out.